I am not a sweets person by any means. Oh, Frozen veggies, to, right? We have to end this right now. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I will probably my, my number one dessert. And yes, I get all the hate for it. I get all the comments for it is the, the like a cup of the frozen mixed medley vegetables. <laughs> what? Phoebe? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Brian and I are just, gonna uh, get We have to taste it. You have to bring some for us because I can't imagine that. What? I totally will. I no, I don't know what it is, but yeah, I love them. Welcome to Social Kick. I'm Brian Lundquist. We got a full crew, Dr. John Mullen, Luke Paddington, and joining us coming off of Big Tens, Phoebe Bacon. What's going on, Phoebe? Hey, y'all. Not much. You know, just grinding, getting ready for NCs. Hell yeah. Well, we appreciate you joining on a no school Friday and two practice. That is the swimmer life and championship season. Um, but first, Phoebe, we had a, a few questions from our audience that we wanted to ask up front. Okay. Um, would you rather do a 1600 IM or a 500 fly? That's difficult because honestly, I like both of that. Um... <laughs> what? What? I, I, you know, like everything, that, both of those are like not events, so they're fun. They would just be a joy. Uh, probably, probably go with the 1600 IM because you'd get close to a 500 fly in that. Bold strategy. Um, so another one, a, a swimmer asks, will I ever stop smelling like chlorine? No. <laughs> no, I can answer that one quick. <laughs> you heard it here first. Okay, and then the last one is uh, your favorite non-swimming thing to do in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, gosh, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I, this doesn't, I guess, equate to Madison, but like, I like cooking, so being in a kitchen is fun. And then I guess in Madison, honestly, going up when the lake's frozen, it's fun to like go up there, like walk around on the frozen lake and see it all. It's cool. And you can jump in too. Oh, sick. Have, have you done ice fishing? Never ice fishing, no. But you see, you'll like walk out there and there'll be like the little tents and huts covering the lake. And it's kind of cool looking. What's the Why ice we... fishing equivalent to farm to table restaurants? Is there like a local <laughs> lake to table? <laughs> I don't, not that I've heard of, but I wouldn't be surprised if there is one around here. Why would you voluntarily jump in? Just tell me. You mentioned you can jump in, and that blew my mind. It's like a once in a lifetime thing. Like, how, yeah. how many times do you get to say you get to jump in like a lake with a foot of ice on top? Well, there's the ice swimming championships. We talked with the swim brothers about that, right? B, I forget where they, they hold that out, but I guess they do like races and ice ice uh water so luke we'll sign you up next time you can tell us all about it make oh it's cold enough we're good we're good <laughs> oh man our, our uh, marathon swimming friends would call you so weak luke all right phoebe Smiling. you're in the uh i had to ask you about this because you're in the rare community in the clear goggle club and as someone mm -hmm. who was once in the clear goggle club very firm stance what do you think is so polarizing why do people hate on clear goggles so much I think people just hate like, like when you put them on and especially with the Swedes um, or uh, with the tear goggles that I've been wearing, like your eyes just bulge out <laughs> and it's just like, it's stupid looking. It's like stupid looking and just like, 
in my in my head, I'm like, it's kind of intimidating. Like you can see my eyes, you can see me staring you down, uh, kind of thing. But uh, I, I definitely get a lot of hate for them, or just a lot of comments. Luke was definitely of the opinion that they're not flattering, not specifically targeted toward you, but that in general, that it's just not a flattering look on anyone. But oh, you could not. stare down people and you can wink at them. You can give them the cross eye. You can do all kind of stuff, kind of, if you're like, like this. Oh, yeah. I'm with you, Phoebe. I, I, you'll, see me, you'll see me staring down people and like they'll know that I'm staring at you because I got the clear goggles on. I think it's a power move. I'm with you. Everybody who thinks that they want to hide their eyes with metallic goggles... No. no, it's a stare down, and they're losing the stare down every time. No matter but what. Yeah. Even outdoors, though. I mean, remember Justin Rest talking about like he likes having the sun in his eyes, blazing his eyes. At least he knows he's going straight. Do you wear it outdoors as well? That's definitely something new I've heard. But uh, yeah. no, when when I go outside, if it's a cloudy enough day, I'll still wear yeah. the clear ones. But if like a couple times in Croatia, uh, training camp. I would have to, I'd have either have to go with the mirrored or just like the tinted black yeah. ones. All right. So Big Ten just wrapped up up in Michigan. I think he, uh, Wisconsin finished fourth. Mm -hmm. Could you talk us through overall just your, your thoughts on the meet for yourself personally and the, the team? Yeah. Um, I thought as a team, we were doing great. We had some, a bunch of best times. You know, everybody, everybody was swimming relatively fast. And we we're just like having a good time as a team, which I think is like most important. Like when the team's like enjoying the environment, you know, you're going to swim well, you're going to swim fast. Um, I was having an okay meet. Uh, I mean, personally, it's not my like end, end of the season meet. So you don't go in with a full rest, full taper kind of idea, but I was still having a good meet. And then I kind of came down with a little sickness on Friday going into Saturday, which caused me to pull out of the meet. But uh, better to do that now than happen to get sick over at NCs. So, but I'm I'm doing better. I'm more healthy and just getting ready for NCs. Has that ever happened to you before? Getting sick at a meet and having to you know pull out and that sort of thing. Um, honestly, I I've gotten sick at meets plenty of times before, like especially back in club, you know, you go to like NCSAs and stuff like that. And they're like week long meets that you're waking up at like five 30, going to bed at like 10. Um, but I've never really, I come to the point where I've had to just like pull out of the meet. And that was kind of hard for me to like, to like deal with. Cause I don't like, I'm not somebody that likes to do that. Like I'll, I'll push through as much as I kind of can. Um, but me and Yuri just came to the ultimate decision. Like it's better that I rest now and take the day or two off or whatever it is and push through and then be out of the water for another three days when I get back home. You feel like you fully recovered then uh, from, from all that and back to it, hard training. Oh yeah. This week has been, it's been long. There's been many days where I've come back and been like, gosh, I have to walk to class now. <laughs> well, talk us through uh, what's going on right now and then your prep as you move forward toward NCAAs. I mean, I think uh, maybe uh, last year it seemed like there there may have been, you know, a, 
obviously you had great results at NC still you'd won the year prior and then you know you finished second in the two back um you know console final in the, in the 100 back but then you went on to have an amazing summer great trials like consistently 205 low um were did that impact kind of your preparation for NCs last year the fact that trials was coming in April and how is that different for your preparation this year coming into uh NCs uh it it affected it a little bit um I took a step back and we me and uh my coach thought about or me and Yuri thought about it we were like yes we want to perform and stand up and be strong at NCAAs um but the bigger meet is coming sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. So I think it changed the preparation a little bit. And maybe my mindset was like a little bit more focused on like, okay, I'm going to have to transition into long course kind of soon here. Um, whereas this year, uh, again, had that conversation with Yuri and I was kind of like, I want to go all like, I, I want to be all in. I want my head focused on short course yards for the seat for the collegiate season. And then when it comes to long course time, then I'll like switch myself, switch over to that. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited for this year. Um, hopefully I perform well, of course. Uh, but I've, I've definitely really been more into short course yards this year than last year. With taper and approaching NCAAs now, what sets are kind of getting you dialed in or ones that you know, okay, I'm hitting this now compared to last year or even two years ago when you won NCs in the two-pack where you're like, all right, this is starting to really click. I'm getting there. Um, we do a lot of sets kind of where we'll go, we'll go like a couple pace 50s, a back end 100, and then maybe like a quick like 50 kick or something fast like that. And that's always really set me up well both long course and short course. And I like, I know I'm, I'm starting to feel it when like those pace fifties are faster than pace and it feels like easy. Um, and not so much this week, this week has been a little bit longer of training, but I know like next week we'll come, we'll come probably like Thursday and do that set suited and just like kind of see what I can rip on a, on a back end 100 um kind of with legs already dying and like i like that feeling like that that little bit of pain that you feel at the at the end of like any race is just like it's like money it's gold <laughs> phoebe's kind of related but i want to know we all we all know the answer to this but i want to know what phoebe bacon how do you dial in for a short course yard season you particularly especially for your pet event the 200 yard backstroke which is so different to 200 long course backstroke how do you dial in for yards backstroke um i i probably i just i i like to focus on underwaters I may not be somebody that's going to go to 15 off every wall, mm -hmm. but I know that if I have a number in my head and let's say it's eight kicks off every wall, if I'm hitting those eight kicks and they're going from like bigger kicks in the beginning to like just fast up to the surface mm -hmm. and I can like consistently do that without taxing my body too much. Um, like just that, that I know like my underwaters again, like I said, they're not, May not be getting a 15, but if they're strong enough and fast enough, I'm I'm moving through the water with some real speed. Do you have a different race plan for 200 yards because it's eight laps versus the four laps of the long course? 
Uh, not really. Yeah. I still break it up kind of with those, with the four fifties in mind, yeah. uh, you know, go out, have a, like, just be comfortable that first 50, but take, take note of where I am in like the pack mm. of swimmers. Uh, and then it's just, to me, I always think about it, just like build each 50, build each 50, get faster. If I can negative split the 200, man, I wish I could. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> uh, but uh, really like the, the ultimate goal in mind is just making that back half even or like almost negative splitting the last hundred. Which one hurts more? The having to hold those legs that last 50, the long course, or having to push that last underwater of the yards? Which one hurts more for you? Gosh. Um, I don't know. It, uh, it might be the short course one. Mm. Hmm. I, 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 cause it's it's all it comes down to those underwaters like yeah. you just you're underwater for so you're you're losing so much oxygen doing that and it can <laughs> hurt but i do think i i think the short course one is a little harder but i think you can hold your stroke better on a short course over the long course hmm Really? I would not have expected you to say that. United. We have so many people who say that the hardest race in swimming is the 200 backstroke and uh, 200 backstroke long course specifically. I don't, I don't know how many people say short course, um, but hey, you know, you're the source. So uh, <laughs> tell us about, you got the, you got the overall World Cup winner there training with you and also um, the NCAA record holder which is recently under threat with a great swim from Claire Krizan. But what, um, what, what have you learned from, from Beta that you can apply to really short or long course racing? Um, just training with her is, is incredible. Like that girl can be on just about every day. And even if she's on an off day, it will still be a second or two faster than your on day. Yeah. Uh, like it's it's a it's crazy. Why um, why why do you think that is? What is she doing that's allowing her to to, to be that consistent? I think I think it's kind of it might be like just part of her mindset when she comes into practice. She talks about it here and there, and like me and her have talked about it. She'll come into practice, and whether it be like I'm not feeling great or she is feeling good, she just knows that she can come into the pool and come into practice. And just pick one thing to like get better on or just that one thing to focus on. And I think that just allows her to come to the end of a practice exhausted, tired, but still just be able to come out with a solid performance because she's thinking about at least just one thing. Um, whereas I feel like a lot of swimmers either go into practice or going to meets and I'm guilty of it too. And, like, I'm just thinking about a thousand things. I'm like, how do I make my underwaters better? How do I keep my head back in my stroke? How do, like, you're just going through so many things. And a lot of the time she just comes in and she's like, all right, I'm not feeling great, but every single turn, I'm not like, I won't breathe two, three strokes into it. Or yeah. she just has that one idea, that one thought. And it just like allows her to progress and just be better and get better every day. Mm. So, I mean, you're, you had workout this morning. You got another one this afternoon. When you go into the pool this afternoon, what's that one thing that you're focusing on? I think it's, it, what am I doing? Oh, I'm doing back and fly tonight. Um, so probably my turns. 
just just hammer every turn that I can open or flip turn um because that's a that's a area in my swimming that I feel like I'm not as strong in um so I know I can get better at that and especially in backstroke like I have a tendency to take that big long stroke and then like flip into it um and just fine-tuning that just that little bit will help do you have a drill for that or you just it's just a mindset like is there a drill you do to help you get the tight tuck over and stuff uh no drill just yeah. like just just doing it just doing it off in into every yeah. wall and some like sometimes i'll mess up and i'll do it way too far out and yeah. i'll be trying to kick in empty water <laughs> or and then sometimes like i'll hit it too close and i can feel that and it's just like finding that fine line that like right in between mm -hmm. it just will work so well so i can come off the wall like even stronger and then hit that kick count that i have when when you're training like luke is saying there's drills you can do but i think when you're focusing on those fine points it's really like during the hard sets where it's hard to keep that connection and keep that kind of mental thought there do you have any keywords or things you do to maybe try to keep you focusing on the area mm -hmm. that you're working on or are you going off the clock as kind of a gauge um one of the big things that i've found that helps me is uh like if if Yuri or one of my other coaches or Jenna um, comes by in the middle of a big set or something where I'm getting tired, I'm losing my connection, losing my stroke. Really, all they have to say to me is like, head back, like get your head back. And that'll, that'll kind of like kick my mind into gear and be like, shoot. All right. This one, I'm a, like, I'm going to focus whether I, I need to get my head back or it's like, I just need to iron out where my arms are at um that'll just that just reminds me that's like a little reminder of just like okay focus mm -hmm. how do you approach goals uh for you know for this season you talked about your focus being on short course yards and kind of making sure that you're not distracted by the long course season coming um are you someone who measures success by kind of your internal intrinsic effort or is it a, is it outcome based? Are you setting goals based on winning a particular race or going a certain time? Or is it just about like, you know, achieving what you set out to achieve in practice and then doing the best that you have on a given day? Like you just talk us through kind of your thought process and also like mm -hmm. looking ahead to NCs as well. Like, are, are there any specific things that you're trying to achieve there that'll kind of, you know, be a binary yes, no, did achieve, didn't achieve for this season? Um, I, 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 of course I have, like, I have some goals, like there's always a time in the back of my head or like a place in the back of my head. But I, I will say my goals and my like aspirations for swimming definitely fall more on like did I like that race? Did I, and did I split? Well, that's like the big thing in my head. I would say oh. it's not like, okay, I went 148 or okay. I went 2050, but did I die on the back half or mm -hmm. did I take it out? Like it's, it's, did I split this correctly or, or 
like I said, how close to negative splitting the back half can I be? And like, that's on it. That's probably one of my, like my, my biggest goals. And in, in like the 200 back, it's like, how fast can I make, like, can I come home on it? And whether, and like, I don't, I don't want to die in a race. Like I want to, like, I like I'm a relatively fit swimmer. Like I have endurance, I feel, and I want that to show in the swim and I want that to show in the race. So maybe I don't get first or maybe I don't go best time, but like, like, did I, did I swim it well? Did I swim it correctly? Did it feel like a good swim yeah. is, is probably more where my head's at. Um, but then when it, I mean, when it comes down to a race, like I don't like losing. <laughs> so, I, I don't. Okay. So you go out hard and die and you win. Uh, you you got to pick. Here are your two choices. You go out hard and die, but you still win, or you split it perfectly and you get third. Which one do you want? I mean, obviously the win. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, now we're talking. But, but but like it's the win, but it's like like I'll come away from that and be like, yeah, I won. This is amazing. Happy, excited. But that's not a good swim. I'll see. I'll see that swim as. I can be better because there's more in that. Yeah. Well, you were talking about 200 back at NCs. And like you said, goals sometimes enter the mind. I think Brian mentioned Claire Curzon getting a, a great swim at Pac 12s. 200 back, University of Wisconsin record. Not many are the, the Wisconsin records. Is that something you and Beta or something that's in the back of your head at all? Gosh, it kills me. <laughs> that, that damn record board and like, yeah, Vita's name is covering half of it, and half that she's covering are all like NCAA records. So it's like, I really, I really gotta swim fast to to get them. Um, one day, I hate to say it because I love Vita and we're really close and all, but one day I hope to to take down one of our records. I hope that you're talking some shit to her on a daily basis too about that. There's there's a little bit of shit talking, I would say. <laughs> if you ask any of my teammates or anybody, I'm like the queen at just like I'll come into practice and I'll just start just like poking at people the whole practice. I will not like shut up at all. <laughs> Is that the East Coaster in you there? Oh, definitely. That yeah, I came out to the Midwest and I had to I definitely have had to tone back some of the talking that I've done because no offense to the Midwest people. I love them, but it might be a little bit softer than some. <laughs> well, talk about that move out to Wisconsin and, and you know, and meeting up with Yuri and then, you know, Yuri's influence in your family's history of your brother and stuff. And, and how's, what, what's Wisconsin culture like and how are you guys on deck and who else do we have to look out for besides yourself at NCEs, et cetera. Just talk about Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, I mean, so the history of me and Yuri goes, or I shouldn't say me and uh, Yuri and I, uh, the history of Yuri and my family goes back pretty long. Mm -hmm. Um, so he was, he was back at nation's capital, uh, coaching Katie, of course. And Mm -hmm. as he was coaching Katie, he was coaching my older brother and then my older sister a little bit. Um, so, and you can ask my mom, I was like that five-year-old or who knows how old I was running around on deck, not (laughs) causing mayhem. Um, but, uh, so I never got to directly be coached by him. He headed out to Cal. 
Um, and then he came over to Wisconsin. And I think before even I knew he had headed to Wisconsin, I think my mom was like freaking out because she she had loved him. She'd loved how he how he coached, I guess, uh, how he coached my older brother. Um, so him becoming the head coach of a program, she got really excited. <laughs> uh, but then like I took my visits all around and yeah. came out to Wisconsin and immediately like my hosts both like I had different hosts each night. One was this girl, Jenna Silvestri, who just graduated last year. And then another one, Holly Stoll. Um, they just like, I felt like I was part of the team right then and there. Mm. Like I didn't have to sit there and listen to them, like talk and try and sell the school because I knew I was going to get a good education there. And mm -hmm. I just wanted to on my visits, like I wanted to come to a school and just, like, do I mesh with this team? Am I am I enjoying just being here for 48 hours? Uh, no. And I felt that. And I felt that pretty immediately. And then the coaching staff, uh, I was talking with Yuri, of course, um, Christy, and then Jenna. And, again, they were just kind of like – they were just fun people to be around. And I – with them being fun, I could just picture myself kind of swimming there and swimming under Yuri. So I made the uh, 12 hour drive out here and moved in two years ago. Um, and have basically not looked back since then. And ever since then, I think just the team culture has been growing. The women's team especially has just been getting stronger and getting better as well as the men's team because we are a combined program. Um, so we're training together the basically the entire year. We split up a little bit when it comes to like moving into big tens and moving into NCs. Uh, but like I the the senior women on the team, like every time they've left these past few years, it's just been so sad because like they're they've been such a like important piece to my swim career and I feel like truly to my success in the swimming world. Mm -hmm. um, so, but we, we have some young, some young freshmen that I think are really may not make a huge stand this year at NCs, but like th they'll be there. They're going to be racing there. So that's already such a, an amazing piece, but come another two years, another year, I think there's going to be a lot, a couple more names kind of coming up in those A finals at NCAA's. When I um, when I left the Caribbean to go to McGill, I went first. I saw snow, and nobody told me that Montreal was Montreal when I visited in September and stuff. I know the change isn't as drastic from Chevy Chase to to Madison, right? But it's still like if your recruiting trip was in January, you may have had a different perspective, right? Where is that? It was it was cold, <laughs> and it, it is cold up here. Um, I I remember like on my visit, people were like, "Oh yeah, like it gets really cold. It gets really cold. Like as long as you have a big coat, like you're fine." But it does get that. really cold. And then freshman year, I don't think it like it it snowed for like I swear like a month straight. Yeah, yeah. Which the yeah. first time was great. I love some snow. 
Yeah. But then when practices don't get canceled and yeah. school still goes on. Yeah. yeah. No more snow days. Yeah, no snow days. <laughs> You're like, wait, what's the what's the point of snow then? Um but and, <laughs> But over over the uh, the course of the past three years, um, I I re- I have learned. I think I've become pretty adapted to the Wisconsin weather. I, I layer up. You always want to layer because you're going to go into a building and you're going to need to start taking layers off because you're going to be sweating in the middle of class. And I sweat yeah, a lot. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, 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 I'll have I have my layers on, and I finally like they give us a big parka uh at the school and i've been wearing that but i finally purchased like a real winter coat like two weeks ago or something finally and uh, that that's helped um you're a junior you just got it okay (laughs) i freshman year i was like oh i'm fine like i i'll just use the coat that they give us like it was it was was great and then sophomore year came around and i was like man I really should buy a coat. Like it'd be, it'd be the adult thing to do. Like I need to own a coat. Uh, Never got around to it. And then middle of February, I was like, I'm going to get a coat. I'm going to be an adult. I'm going to do this. Spend your money. I had a a college teammate in Auburn uh, and he was from Wisconsin and he wore Birkenstocks through the entire year barefoot because there was like, allegedly hardened from all the Wisconsin winters that his feet just never got cold. Brian, I wore two jackets, two coats, and we put garbage bags over our shoes because when we walk for the snow, your shoes wouldn't get wet. So I, I look like a homeless person, but I was warm and dry. But it, it gave us grit. It, gave us, it, it kept the team together, Phoebe. It is like you wake up at 5.30 to walk to morning practice in February, and you jump in that pool, you become a different animal and your team bonds closer so i the wisconsin your team culture must be like uh, if i can go through that i can do anything don't you think yeah i everybody has each other's back i would say um and one of the one of like my little like quirks that i have when it comes to like on the pool deck is uh like morning practice it's dead silent it gives you a sheet you're like everybody's lined up ready to go in um, but hands down every single day, every single practice. And I do it at meets too. I'll dive in like, all, like either on time or like five seconds early and I will scream. I will make some amount of noise and then carry on with my swimming. Cause I'm, I'm always, I am always cold. I'm always complaining about being cold. And sometimes if I'm feeling really devious or annoying that day, um, I'll like dive in and then I'll pop back up and I'll like scream back at everybody on the wall. Like it's freezing today or water's super cold. <laughs> like I'm a menace sometimes. I'm going to run and go back home. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, I mean, just like screaming as you jump in, yeah. it, I, I don't know if I think the team, the team kind of just laughs at it, but it's, it's, it's a way to start practice and, yeah. Everybody follows in after that. <laughs> yeah, good old uh, Midwestern vibes right there. And in the Big Ten, like we talked about, Wisconsin got fourth this year. And, you know, I went to Purdue and I'm, I'll be honest, I'm sick of seeing Michigan, Indiana, Ohio State. 
In other conferences, there's been kind of more of a mix-up at the top. we got Arizona State now at the Pac-12 for the men, kind of shaking things in. What's it going to take for Wisconsin to start shaking up the top, at least on the women's side? Yeah, um, I think this year going in, we we were we were kind of looking at it and like we could get we could get third, we could get third here. Uh, previous year, like we had lost to Indiana by I think like fifteen points, so so that was a, a tight race of running with the idea. But Indiana ended up having a really amazing meet. Um, but I still think, I really think that Wisconsin, Michigan, and Indiana, like we all could, we all could hopefully start dueling for that maybe second, third spot. Um, Ohio State, I mean, they're just, they're, they're, they're a powerhouse. I don't know what it is, but, um. Hopefully soon we'll not we'll knock them off their peg. No offense to them, but uh, I I really I want I want Wisconsin to get up in that mix of those three teams, and I want to yeah I want to see some some mix up with it. And God, if ever win a Big Ten championship, I, whether I'm graduated or I'm still here, like I'm coming back to celebrate with the team. I think the first step is your whole team needs to wear clear goggles for intimidation. <laughs> Hey, it may work. I, I, they, I, they're the most intimidating goggle I think you anybody could ever wear. <laughs> I mean, at that world's when they zoomed in over top of you, I, I really felt like I was singing into your soul. In all honesty, it was just like <laughs> the eyes. Oh God. What did What did you see, John? <laughs> all good things. All All good things. <laughs> Nothing bad, nothing bad. Nothing bad. Rainbows, butterflies, all that good stuff. <laughs> no, there's no rainbows and butterflies on the last 50 of a 200 back long course. <laughs> did, did that race haunt you, give you fire, like 0.04? What the hell? I mean, I was like, I, I watched that race again this morning. It's like, oh, what, 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 what does that do to you now, eight months later, or whatever it is? Um, it's, I think... Like my two hundred back long course has come a long way. I think going from uh, back in high school when I rarely swam the two hundred back because I didn't like it up mm. until Olympic trials, going to the Olympics, and then missing basically missing out on the podium, getting fifth. That was like that first step of like, God, I don't want this to ever happen again. Yeah, and then going to Worlds and just getting out touched like again it just it just hits me and it's like I don't I don't want to I don't want to like put myself in that position ever again like if if I want I want to win this I want to be up on that podium again I don't want it to be close like I want to be up there and it it for sure fuels all the fire going um and it just it it just makes me so much more excited for Really, just like going into the short course here and going into the long course yeah. here, because it's like I just want to, I want to do better. I want to be better. Phoebe, can you talk about what it's like to be someone who's so accomplished, so young? I mean, you're winning on the national scene at 16, or like in high school, right? And mm-hmm. knocking off, you know, some other big swimmers in the process, um, you know, in like a hundred back, and then of course transitioning more, focusing on two hundred back, but. We see this a lot 
more so on the women's side with such success at a young age. I mean, obviously lately you've seen Popovich kind of break the mold and have some like amazing success yeah. on a world level uh, at a really young age, but it's, it's fairly common for us to have, you know, like world-class uh, swimmers in high school on the women's side. And then, you know, and so you're on this path of like super rapid high achievement. And now it seems like as, as it does with all of us, when, when you reach the, when you reach an elite level, you know, you're, it's kind of parabolic. Like you're, I mean, you're, you're, you're trying to squeeze the last, little mm-hmm. bit of improvement and it's not like when you're a kid and every time you show up to the pool every time you show up to a meet you drop a second you or two seconds, seconds or whatever <laughs> you know and so like and sometimes that means like throughout the you know the the prime of your career there may be some ups and downs and you can have successes at meets maybe not necessarily related to a best time but it could be that you split a race really well or you know you did tactically something well or mentally your approach was really good or you saw improvement from prelims to finals and you became a really good napper or whatever right um what's that process been like uh for you as you've kind of you're approaching or maybe already in this phase of your career where you're like squeezing margins. I mean, Hey, maybe, maybe you have another big drop in you. And sometimes we see that and I hope you do. Um, and, but you know, or maybe you don't like, I don't know. How do, how do you think about that um, in this phase of your career? Yeah. Um, like you said, like I'm, I'm going for basically milliseconds here and that, that comes from like just the smallest of details in a race. Uh, But for me, it's, I feel like I can't always just be stuck hanging on the idea that I need to drop like that much time or Mm -hmm. be like that much better. Like sometimes like I just, I just sometimes just need to have fun while you're racing, while you're swimming. Um, And that's where I feel like I find that balance of like when it is go time, like I will get focused. I will be dialed in and, and ready to race, ready to swim and do that, get like to get that millisecond or two off. Uh, But the other time, like I said, in practice, like I like poking at people, like I enjoy, like I am somebody that really enjoys coming into practice and like, I can have swimmers next to me and we'll be dueling it out. And that's just like, it's fun to me. And I, I feel like a lot of, especially like uh, young, younger women that have had some success early on and and continue to have success as they've grown older. Like, I feel like a lot of people start to lose like the fun and the joy from swimming and like where it stemmed from. Um, and to me, like I started swimming back when I was like three years old (laughs) and it was, it was with my summer league team. And if any of you all know, like an East coast summer league team, it's, it's the best thing ever. You're never not screaming. You're covered in like body paint and funky outfits because you have themes for every meet. Um, and I just kind of think back to that always. And it's like. Every time I went to those meets, I was just going to have fun. Like I was swimming fast. I was swimming well, but I literally was going to them because I was enjoying myself. Um, and 
I, I want, like, I want everybody to enjoy swimming and enjoy the sport. Uh, so that's why I, like, I always try and come on deck smiling or just being more excited than others may be because like, I want people to enjoy, enjoy being there and have fun with the group around them and have fun mm -hmm. racing. Cause that's just going to benefit you when it comes down to that, that moment in your race or in your career where you really need to show up and perform. Yeah. I, I um, totally having fun in racing and fun in swimming is the secret to being happy and longevity and being fast. And personally, I loved racing and I loved training equally. I loved, I used to get butterflies in my tummy when I saw the heat sheet at a meet or when I walk on deck and I saw the, the board, I was like, shit, I have to do that or I have to race this person. It was the same anticipation, mm -hmm. but it was the same fire. Like, all right, let's go for it. Brian, you're going down today, even though he's yeah. kicked my ass, right? Um, yeah. Talk, talk about Every that. time. Every single time. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll give him talk. <laughs> you give talk. But you talk about your talk and your sets and, you know, the kind of work you got to put in to get to that level. Hardest set you ever done? And did you love it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was it? Um, was it? I, I honestly, one of the hardest sets that we do, we do it a couple times throughout the year. And it's, it's just, it's 21's fast and av fastest average on 130. So it's not like, I mean, it's that good. Yeah. You're not on a tight interval, but, and we kind of look at it as like the set's not crazy hard, but the mental piece behind it of just like, you want to do better than the last time you did right. it. Mm -hmm. You want to do better than the person next to you. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. there's all this like mental piece to it. So, and we'll see, I'll see girls like we'll come in to do it. And you'll see girls that totally have psyched themselves out and sadly have like a terrible set. And then you have people that come in and are just are like dialed in, ready to go. But also like, I'm going to take it one 100 at a time. Um, and it can like, it gets to me sometimes there have been, I, I wanted, we did it September this past, this past year. And, oh, I, I was not having it. I think I hit number six and I was just like almost like mentally checked out, physically checked out. I finished it and I did okay, but I was just like, I was almost over it by number six. Um, but you got to push through. So I got to ask, what are you trying to hold on these short course and long course? Uh, short course, ideally, I would want to be like, 55 56s i think um i've come they'll they'll like add, add up our hundreds and like average them out mm -hmm. and i think my like best average is probably it been like in the 57s maybe i might have averaged out once like a 56 um but usually right in there it's like how you one of you're proud of your splits are you proud of how you swim that set like like if you started off with 54s and the last five or 59s that sucks yeah i wouldn't be i would be leaving that pool pretty mad yeah. um i i i have a like i like kind of pushing the idea of like descending or like colors to the limit yeah um like people people will be like okay we're descending this one to four and 
be able to send something like with two second drop off. I don't know in between or, or like a second, like I will try and descend it by like 0.5 every yeah. time. Yeah. Like I'll yeah, just, yeah. I'll be like, yeah, oh, hot start fast and just end really fast. Um, wanted to ask you, uh, we got a lot of feedback from uh, our audience that we pulled for questions to you and several of them had questions about backstroke starts and any advice that you have on how to do a proper backstroke start. So <laughs> no, no advice. We're done. Uh, could I, could I respond with a question of, can they teach me how to do one? <laughs> um. No, you cannot. You're, you're the resident expert and you must advise. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I have that great of a start, at least in comparison. Um, but I do, I was working actually this past summer before heading to worlds, I was working with, uh, Murph, Ryan Murphy, kind of just like, how does he set himself up? Cause if you watch his start, which like I've watched it in slow motion, I've watched it in person, I, like over and over, he just gets set in such a position where when that beep goes off, he just fires off the wall. And after watching it and kind of talking with him and just like going over some things, I learned that like I all now kind of all set that my feet up on the wall and the angle of my knees so that when they say, take your mark, all I have to do is pull up with my arms. I don't have to like rebend my legs or like stretch them out a little bit more like legs bottom half of my body is set mm -hmm. i pull up mm -hmm. and then when they say go all it is is just launching yourself backwards um and that's kind of helped me because when you do a backstroke start like yeah you want it to be good you want it to be fast but that's that's not what you want to be thinking about the entire time so having, being able to kind of jump in, set the legs. So you have to think about one thing and that's the pull. It just makes it so much easier, at least for me to like comprehend and then get into. All right. A few more from the audience. Best advice you ever received. Oh, I don't, ooh, I don't really know. Um, it might just always kind of before I head up to race or something, my, my coaches have always kind of just like looked at me and just like always their advice to me. It, I'll never hear like, I want you to split it like this or like do that or this. It's just always like go out there, swim your race, have fun or just like yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. And just hearing that before a race and it just, it, 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 clicks me on and it relaxes me. Okay. Favorite breakfast or dessert? Breakfast. Uh, and while you think about it, I'm going to refrain from asking you any of the suggestions we got related to your last name. <laughs> I like bacon. I will say, uh, but I, my favorite, my favorite breakfast is probably like whenever I go to like a, a breakfast restaurant, I like always get the like, classic i guess like american breakfast like which is usually like potatoes eggs or like hash brown eggs and like sausage or bacon or something like i just like a classic gives you a good feel and favorite dessert i am not 
a sweets person by oh. any means. Oh, Frozen veggies, to, right? We have to end this right now. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> um, I will probably my my number one dessert, and yes, I get all the hate for it. I get all the comments for it. Is the the like a cup of the frozen mixed medley vegetables? <laughs> what? Phoebe? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, Brian, and I just, are uh, we have to taste it. You have to bring some for us because I can't imagine that. Well, I totally will. I no, I don't know what it is, but yeah, I love them. I will say I've started doing. I started doing like every once in a while, or I'll do like sometimes like a yogurt parfait, like yogurt and like strawberries, um, which gets a little bit more dessert like. Yeah, Definitely on. is more dessert like than vegetables. Well, but yeah. Live a little, Phoebe. You're, oh man, but vegetables not, are yeah, no, yeah. vegetables are person. vegetables are the clear goggles of food. I think. Yes. I yeah yeah yeah. It all tracks. Hey, swimmers are swimmers are weird, and like I feel like I just like fit the stereotype, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got a few more rapid ones for you before we let you go. What's the hardest race in swimming? Uh, maybe short course two IM. Hmm. Course wow, I don't think we've heard oh. that one before. No. Uh, Olympic gold or world record? Gold. Do you pee in the pool? Yes. <laughs> what What's was the, the doesn't? Hey, some people claim they don't. What was the best snack at summer league meets? Oh my god, fruit by the foots. Oh. Fruit by, fruit by the foots, or um, or like like the donuts, dude. I would walk up to my mom and be like, "Please, can I have a dollar? Can I have a dollar?" And she'd be like, "Are you serious?" And I'd go get like a fruit by the foot, a ring pop, or a donut. Dang. Oh hell yeah. So good. Uh, what's the best race you've ever seen live? Uh, oh my god. Ooh, probably the the Christoph's uh, two fly at Worlds. That was just like it was just amazing to watch and hearing the noise in the stadium. It was it was incredible. Like I got goosebumps during it. Thinking about it, I still like get goosebumps. It was just amazing. That was crazy. All right, what's your favorite backstroke drill? Uh, I like three right, three left, and then three regular cycles. It Man. just like if I keep your head still, it gets me into my line, it gets me into my position, and it just makes my stroke feel tall. Classic American breakfast. 20 100s on 130 and <laughs> yes. three, three, three. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I love it. You're a real throwback, TV Bacon. Okay. <laughs> One, uh, what's uh, you mentioned earlier uh, talking about uh, girls that psych themselves out because they uh, hear the set and they get scared of it before coming to afternoon practice. What's one set in your career that you knew was coming and you were shaking in your boots all day, just dreading it? Um, it was, it's a set that we have coined. We've now called it the the lily after this girl lily hozak or we call it the wesley after this kid west jekyll both on the wisconsin team it's i can't remember if it's 10 or 11 it's i think it's, it's 10 200 ims and they start on an interval that's like pretty easy to make 
And then it just drops by either five or 10 seconds till you're down. Like you're trying to do this last 200 IM on like 205 Mm -hmm. and you have to descend all 10 of them. And like you're like Yuri wants, wants to see like a good descend throughout all 10 of them. And so, so there was like, there was like rumors going around the pool deck, like, Oh, we're, we're doing, we're doing the 10 twos. It hadn't been called the West or the Lily at the time. Um, but so like there's rumors going on. I was like, we're doing 10 twos tonight. We're doing 10 twos tonight. And we walked on deck after lift, like rushing in from lift. And we see on the board, um, just the title, the Wesley. And like, jaws dropped we were all just like oh god like you you felt a little sick in your stomach um and it it sounds and looks so simple but it is so it was stressful terrifying and i still get terrified if i hear a rumor about it coming this sounds like a uh, a peel movie what happened to those two swimmers why is it called after that are they they still swimming it so, so it was called, it ended up being called the Wesley because, so he's a senior this year. And uh, the first time I did it, I was a freshman. So he was a sophomore and his freshman year, they did it. And it, Wes, great swimmer, uh, more of a sprinter, I would say, but swims the two IM, swims the two back and is fast at them. Um, And he, but his aerobic capacity. Uh-oh. It's a little bit like, uh, I hope you won't mind me saying that, but uh, it's a little bit lacking. So he came in, I guess his freshman year and he did like, a, like three or four of them and then just got kicked out. No, <laughs> wait, why? You couldn't make it? Yeah. I, I don't think like he, he either started to not make it already by like number four or he was just going so like just swimming it so terribly, but he got, he got kicked out. Um, yeah, he, he hates that set. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay. So yeah. what, what was, what was Lily's story? Lily. So Lily was, she just recent, she graduated last year. She's more of a sprint freestyler, but swam. I am her all the way up until her junior year. So she was always in our, I am group. No um, and <laughs> I, she had done it the year prior. And I think, I think the reason that we started calling it the Lily was because she was a, I think she started crying during it. (laughs) Like she just like bawling her eyes out. Yeah. Like she's a very talk with the hands. Like I love her to death. She like, she is one of my favorite people like on this earth, but like when the girl can't do so or struggles to get through something like I can't help but to laugh, but, but she, she was just having the worst time of her life. And Yuri knew that like this set terrified her. So it just, it became the Lily slash the Wesley. I love it. We learned from another uh, Lily, Lily King recently that, that they refer to that as croggling when you're crying in your goggles. 
<laughs> I've never heard that, but I like that. <laughs> all right. Well, let's all pour one out for uh, Lily and Wesley and the uh, what I think you should call the Lil Wesley from, from now on. <laughs> That's what you should call this set. I don't want to do that set, and I'd probably get kicked out after four, guaranteed. Mm -hmm. So, um, All right. Last one. What time makes the Olympic team and the 200 backstroke next or yeah, next summer? Um, I think it's going to be, I think it'll be around 205, maybe 204. Mm. I think 203 too. That's what Are I got. You really thinking ah, faster? I'm going to think faster, but at the same time, I'm like, it's going to be race. Like, we loaded. That's for sure. Yeah. Let's just, so, let's just reset the standard, you know, 159. Let's go for it. Why not? We got all these dudes going, uh, all, all these women going 20 points in the 50 free. Got dudes going 17s and 50. I'd say 159 two back. It's coming. What? Yeah. Hey, 200 back does keep keep getting faster, right? It it's is. not like one of those that's been stalled out. It's, it's a little 10x thinking, Phoebe Bacon, you know? What's it going to take? Start start doing that long course. Oh, Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, that's it for this episode of Social Kick. Thanks so much for hanging out with us, Phoebe. It's been fun to talk to you. Thank you for having me. All right. We'll see you next time. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you're enjoying Social Kick, tell your friends about it. And be sure to tell us what you liked by leaving a comment and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Social Kick. And you can find all of our content on our website,